Search Up. We're your host, Ashton and Sam. We're two accountants who binge podcasts by day and TV by night. Keep listening to find what you've been in search of. All right. Hi, Sam. Hey, Ashton. What's up? (laughs) Not much. We are talking about, we've got two Tennessee cases. We've got Janet Gale March and Summer Wells, and we'll be back next week with like our original content, which we're still working through themes today or currently, but I was thinking of themes today. Um, I know you said you were too. So we'll, we'll have something before next Monday, but I've been, I've been enjoying these cases that we've been doing I feel like the research is fun um yeah I don't know how you feel about it but it's I don't know I've I've enjoyed it it's I can see why crime junkie and my favorite murder you know they can just pop these babies out yeah it's a lot quicker when you can research and come up with your own notes and just yes there instead of listening to a whole podcast yes but you know, we don't we don't want to get away from our our original in search of. So we'll be back with some with some more content. We'll we'll be thinking of ideas. If you have ideas, send them to us. But we are going to cover two more Tennessee cases, and then we'll eventually branch out. But um, I'll go first, and I will cover the missing and. I put in quotations, murdered. We're just going to assume. Okay, so, and also we did this last night, but the audio was so bad, so we're doing this again. So we know each other's stories, but Sam is a good podcasting partner, and she's going to bear with me and do another one. So here we go. Okay, I feel weird, like, retelling you this story, but it's okay. You're not the only one I'm telling this story to. Hopefully there's other people listening. I'll pretend like I've never heard it. Okay. (laughs) All right. So on August 15th, uh, 1996, Janet March went missing. Her husband, Perry March said that they had gotten in an argument that night and Janet had left him and the children behind for a 12 day vacation. Uh, she was never seen again. So that's why I say in quotations murdered because, you know, we can only assume at this point. So, who was Janet March? She was born Janet Gale Levine on February 20th, 1963. She was born and raised in Nashville. Her dad was a prominent lawyer in town. And after graduating from USN, which is the University School of Nashville, she went to Michigan to study art. And then she would later become an illustrator for children's books in Nashville. Um who is Perry March. He met Janet while he was studying at Michigan. Um, When he was a kid, his mother had died under strange circumstances. His father, author, stated it was from um, some type of shock after taking Darwin for a head injury she had suffered, but death certificates state it was an accidental overdose. So many people from The community assumed it was suicide, 
um, because a lot of times when they called things like an accidental overdose back in that day, it basically meant a suicide. Um, nonetheless, he was extremely, or Perry was extremely smart and athletic, and he got his degree in Asian studies while he was in Michigan. So Perry and Janet moved to Chicago after graduation, but Janet wanted to come back to Nashville, so her parents paid for Van for Perry to go to Vandy Law School. Janet eventually proposed to Perry because she got tired of waiting for him to make the move. Um, she proposed to him at Percy Warner Park, which is a popular park here in Nashville. A lot of people go and hikes. It's the one with like the really big stairs up the middle, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think so too. Um they got married in 1987 and settled in Forest Hills, and I pulled the house information just to hear how ridiculous this house is. It was built in 1995, has eight bedrooms, five baths, and it's 5,240 square feet on four acres. Its estimated value is $2.3 million, and it sold in 1997 for $727,000, so I'm assuming... After everything went down, and when did she when did she go missing? Ninety six. You know they probably so yeah they probably sold the house and nothing's ever happened with it since. Um, I couldn't really like see any actual pictures of the house, but oh. maybe one day if we ever do field trips, we can like yes. go see the way down. We can go mm -hmm. see this house. We can go to all the little places. Um, so. After graduating from Vandy, Perry got a job with Bassberry and Sims, which um, they're like a very popular, I don't know, common uh, law firm here in Nashville. A lot of like Sam and I's clients use this law firm, so we see their paperwork, like, or we see their name names on a lot of um, paperwork. So we are familiar with this uh, law firm, but. Um, they, Janet and Perry had two children, Samson, who was born in 1999, and then I'm going to try to do better because in our first original recording, I struggled so bad with this girl's name. So, and you, I told you and I talked about it, Sam, so you can help me. So I was saying Sephora, which is not right. It's Zippora. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Zippora. Okay. Yeah. Zippora. Yeah. I'm not going to spell it because that was a, that was, I butchered that also. But anyways, Zipporah was born in 1994 and she was named after Perry's late mother. So she had a, you know, pretty unique name. And I, I mentioned this yesterday, um, how I was like stalking them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. She was easy to find. Cause like how many people have that name, but, right. um, yeah, I mean, they, they seem to be like normal kids, like and they're not kids, they're basically our age, but, um, yeah, he, I think the son is, like, really smart, and does all these, like, videos, and I think he's, like, in engineering, um, create, and, like, creates things, and does YouTube videos on it, I didn't watch any, hmm. and then I'm not sure what she does, but I also forgot to mention this, too, about, um, Janet, so, like, clearly, Perry was very smart, because he, like, you know, went to law school, whatever, did all that. And uh, Janet was actually very smart, too. She had created a collapsible um, 
child's like high chair I think some like oh. a chair like that collapsed and she had it patented hmm. but then never like did anything with it so oh. they definitely like had like that the brain brains yeah, and, like of... entrepreneurial and yes exactly um so anyways uh in the 90s they started to have marriage problems um in 1999 I mean in 1991 Perry had a been accused of sexually harassing a paralegal at Bassbury and Sims. He, um, there was like anonymous letters left on this woman's desk and they were like very like sexual. And so to figure out who was doing it, they set up a hidden camera and caught Perry. And once he was caught, the paralegal quit because she felt like Bassbury and Sims was not handling the situation appropriately. She was angry and, um, that they gave him the choice to resign or get fired. They also let him take some time to make the decision. And I did like read about this, how um, I think still to this day, like they don't like Bassbury and Sims, like don't talk about this situation. So just very interesting, but it clearly has like not slowed down their business. Cause like you and I see them yeah. all the time. Well, so lawyers know how to, stuff like that yeah defend themselves right yeah um okay so they eventually settled on an agreement that perry would pay her twenty five thousand dollars, and i think he only ended up paying her like half i don't think he ever paid her the full um so once he was let go from that law firm he got a job at his father-in-law's practice his wife and in-laws did not know about the sexual harassment at the time obviously because i don't think they would have given him the job if they knew um, later Perry would move into an apartment downtown, um, as their marriage continued to worsen. So they like had been fighting a lot and they went to counseling and in one of their last sessions, the counselor noted that Janet had asked Perry if he had told the counselor about what happened at Bassbury and Sims. And I don't know, like if this is credible, like source, you know, if that was totally mm-hmm. true, I don't know, but I just make the point that maybe Janet had recently found out about what happened and like that's maybe what caused the fight and then ultimately like why she's missing today. Um, so and then Janet actually had an appointment with a divorce lawyer then like scheduled for that next day on August 16th. So that was the day after she went missing. Um, and then I also noted that the cleaning lady said she had seen a book about divorce on Janet's nightstand around the time, around this time. So um, it just like helps us speculate, okay, did they get in a fight? Were they going to divorce? Because mm-hmm. um, also if they got divorced too, she had like a lot of assets in her name. Like I said, her parents were very wealthy. Um, so the home was in their name. I mean, sorry, the home was in her name. Okay. Um So I think she just, she, not that he didn't have anything, but if they would have gotten divorced, you know, it could have been one of those things where he was left out of a lot of the assets. But, um, okay. So going back to the 15th, Perry reported Janet had left around 8.30 PM. He called his in-laws around midnight, letting them know that Janet had left and not returned Her parents started searching for her the next day. It was noted that Perry called several other people before her parents, like his brother and sister, a friend, and then finally calling them, which they kind of found that strange. 
and because they also like lived not very far either so yeah like you would call the people closest to her like yeah like his brother and sister live in chicago i think so it just didn't make sense yeah um the cleaning lady uh the marches had a cleaning lady like i said and a nanny who both reported to their home on the 16th Perry told them that Janet had left for Los Angeles to visit her brother. I think he actually told one that she was going to visit her brother and then, like, the other that she was going on a business trip. So just, like, kind of different stories. Mm -hmm. The cleaning lady um, said that the place had looked like it was already cleaned, and Perry told her not to clean the playroom. The nanny noted that when Janet had traveled in the past, she always had let her know before, so it was just strange that Janet didn't tell her she was leaving. Um, also Samson had previously scheduled a play date with, um, one of his friends and his mom, Marissa Moody, uh, said that when, so she came over, dropped her son off and she said she only spoke to the nanny. And when, um, she dropped him off, like Perry never came out of his office to greet her. And she said she wasn't like totally surprised by this because he wasn't always very nice to her. Um, Marissa says she did see a rolled up rug outside of the playroom, which is the same playroom the cleaning lady was told not to clean. And when she returned to pick up her son, Perry and the rug were both gone. And many people believe Janet was rolled up in this rug. So that's about it. There was really nothing else about the rug other than Mary said that she saw, I mean, I'm sorry, Marissa said that she saw Samson like jumping up and down on the rug. And people think that he was possibly jumping up and down on his mom, which is just horrible. She was also like very small. She was five foot, maybe five foot four, like 104 pounds, like, Mm -hmm. you know, very petite woman. So, I mean, she could have easily been in that rug and not been seen. Yeah. Um, If it was like a very big, like, I think she described it as being like a large oriental rug. Mm -hmm. Um, so Perry claims that Janet left him a to-do list titled Janet's 12-day vacation. He used this to convince Janet to com- he used that to convince Janet's parents not to call the police right away, so they actually waited 2 weeks later or 2 weeks before they called the police on August 26th. Um there was a lot of issues with this list. Many people believe that Perry wrote it. Janet's mother said she would normally write her list out instead of typing them. And when Janet typed emails, she never used capital letters. And she, uh, and this letter did have normal capitalization, which that was something Perry would do. She also was known to date her list at the top of the page. And this list was dated at the bottom. Again, something Perry would do. People feel like um, Janet would have mentioned the play date if she really made, made this list because I believe when Marissa came over with her son, Samson had to like go ask his dad, like his dad didn't know that they were there. So they just were like, if she really would have left this list, like she probably would have mentioned the first thing happening the next day. Um, Also her son, Samson had a birthday party scheduled for the August 25th. If she was really going for this 12 day vacation This would have her missing for her son's birthday party, which didn't make sense to anyone. His actual birthday was on the 27th, which would match the 12-day time frame. But still, she would not miss her son's party. Um, She, like two days before when she went missing, had sent out the invitation. So 
yeah, just not not something that I feel like a mom who's planning a party is going to miss. Um, this list was on... So the list and the hard drive from the computer that this list were on were both gone before the police could investigate it. Janet's brother did see it on the computer, but he was unable to print it. And he stated that he did see the time stamp of the note was 8.17 p.m. on August 15th. Mark also mentioned that in court he had seen a six-page long list on the computer made by Janet describing the times Perry had wronged her. So just some more things to that kind of add up with the fight and the divorce mm-hmm. and everything that could have led up to this um, night. So... On September 7th, Janet's car was found at an apartment complex on Harding Road. And it was mentioned that her car had, like, the people who were living there said her car had been there for some time. And um, some of her belongings were still in the car, like her purse, which had, like, credit cards and stuff. And nothing had been, like, her credit cards, none of that had been used since she went missing. So um, a suitcase was packed with clothes they also, I read to like, and I think I forgot to say this yesterday, but there was like flip flops or like sandals placed like, they said it looked like they were literally just like placed in the passenger side, like floorboard, which mm-hmm. they thought was strange. I don't know why they note that. Um, I don't know. That was just a thing I saw like several times. So mm-hmm. maybe seeing it in person was like stranger than reading it yeah, i don't know is it supposed to be like someone was sitting as the passenger and took their shoes off maybe i don't know they like said her? also that like the driver's seat was like pulled up all the way and the passenger seat was like pulled back hmm. so just another kind of weird i i couldn't really make sense of any of that but um yeah, so that September, while the police continued to look for Janet's body, Perry took the kids and moved to Chicago where his siblings were living. Char- uh, Janet's parents did not want to be separated from the children, so they filed for visitation rights in Illinois. In 1999, the grandparents were awarded with visitation rights, and Perry and the kids fled to Mexico where his dad was living. And so in response to that, Janet's parents filed a wrongful death case against Perry and won. I think it was like $130 million. It was a lot. Wow. Yeah. And what, but I think it ultimately got appealed. But when he um, failed to show in, or he failed to show in court, so they won. But I'm, I'm assuming they did that to try to get him back. Well, they probably did it for many reasons, but probably one of the reasons was to get him back from Mexico with the mm-hmm. kids. Um, there was a lot of legal battles over the custody of the children, but I think ultimately they got. Um, custody of them and also while in Mexico Perry met another woman and I think ended up getting married and having another kid oh yeah so just a random fact but um speaking of his father Perry's father he was a little bit of a shady character um Janet's parents had actually bought author's home in Michigan after his home had been foreclosed and um in the records, it stated that he just, like, stopped paying rent. And so they ultimately, like, sold the home. And then when he came, like, they, he came to Nashville at that point, And Janet's parents let him stay with them for a while. So 
they were just like very good people and he was just like not he was almost like abusing the the the, the kindness that mm-hmm. they were giving him um and so even with all their help he still filed for bankruptcy in 1991 so he just was a little bit of a shady guy in 2005 Perry was arrested and extradited from Mexico while in the Davison County jail, he offered his cellmate money in order to kill Janet's parents, and Arthur was involved in setting this up as well. So Arthur and Perry were both charged with solicitation of first-degree murder. And then in August of 20... I mean, sorry, of 2006, a trial was held in Chattanooga. Um, and I believe they did this to like because it was so popular in Nashville to, you know get rid of some of the bias, I guess, or there's a word for that when it's like a really popular crime. I can't remember what they call it, but just like that's been on the news and Mm -hmm. it's like everyone's kind of formed their own opinions. I don't know what that's called, but, um, Perry's father had taken a plea deal for the murder for hire plot and agreed to testify against his son. And he said in court that his son had killed Janet on the night of August 15th and Arthur helped bury the body in Bowling Green, Kentucky. So while they drove to Bowling Green, stayed in the motel, and while Perry was there, or Perry stayed back, and Arthur drove his Jeep and buried the body, Um, which I thought was kind of a weird point, which I'm like, like, Perry, are you like, I don't know. It just seemed weird that his dad was like, you stay here and I'll go do this for you. Yeah, I guess... At that point, were people looking for – had he he hadn't reported her, like, missing yet, right? Well, well, no, I guess not. No, I don't think so. I, I was probably say, not. Maybe he thought, like, people would be looking for him maybe. or, like, the car or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I did say um, – I said this yesterday, but he had – Perry had gotten the tires replaced on that Jeep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and the people at the tire shop were like, "This, these tires are, like, they were fine. They did they yeah. did not need to be replaced. Um, that mean they didn't mention anything about there being, like, a lot of dirt or, hmm. I don't know. I, I, maybe he, they did, he did that so they couldn't trace the tire tracks. I don't know. But... I just thought that was a strange, um, maybe author, I also thought maybe author did that. So it would be like, let it would be him less incriminating for his son. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I didn't bury the body. Yeah. So I don't know. So police did try to get author to show him where she was buried, but he was never able to find the location. And I mean, this is like 10 years later. So I don't know if he, like, was doing it on purpose or he honestly just probably didn't remember. Mm -hmm. Um, Arthur was ultimately sentenced to five years in prison, and he died in prison after being there for three months. Um, Perry was found guilty on all charges on August 17th and received 56 years in prison. He is not eligible for parole until 2038. He was found guilty of second-degree murder, abuse of a corpse, and evidence tampering for the hard drive's disappearance. And before he was even found guilty of the murder, he, in April of 20... I keep wanting to say, like, 2022, but this was 
2006. I'm like way off of my ears. <laughs> he was found guilty of embezzling 23000 from his father-in-law, or I'm sorry, from his father-in-law's firm two years before Janet disappeared. So like, I mean, he was just not a good guy. And then two months later, after that, he was convicted for the murder conspiracy charges against his in-law. So he had already gotten like, you know, a bad rap before he even got to this point. So, um, so yeah, the, my sources were Wikipedia, Remax.com for the housing house information, Middle Tennessee Mysteries by Michelle Willard, The Charlie Project, and CNN.com. And now a word from our sponsors. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. That's crazy. I know. I know. Really it was... Crazy. And I was thinking about this because I was like, well, okay, if his story was that she went on a 12-day vacation... Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't – he wouldn't think that she was missing until, like, days after that 12 days. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't come home. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, well, if he said that she said or he thought that she went on a 12-day vacation, then it wouldn't be that she was missing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's a weird cover <laughs> well- story. I think that's why he was trying to convince the in-laws not to call because he was like, but I guess I see what you're saying. Like her not returning shouldn't have been a big deal. Or, I mean, her leaving shouldn't have been mm-hmm. a big deal, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Vacation. Like it should have been like day 15 when he was like, oh, saying. she didn't come back from her 12 days. Yeah, like unless, it doesn't add up. Yeah, unless he was just trying to buy that 12 days to like get rid of her body and stuff. Yeah. Before people like realized she wasn't mm-hmm. there. I don't know. No, I, I, yeah. I mean, I definitely think he was probably using the 12 days to buy time. Yeah. And he probably did 12 days because the son's birthday was that 27th. But yeah. the mom called the day before because she was like he didn't come she didn't come back for the birthday party on the 25th yeah. so um yeah it was it's sad um mm-hmm. that she was never seen again yeah and the kids grew up without parents really yeah yeah they did i know i just all the crazy stuff of like going to Chicago, then going to Mexico, and then coming back. I mean, God, they probably were so confused. Yeah. Um, 
There was also like speculation that people were involved. Like they said they saw him talking to, um, he did like tax law at Bassberry and Sims. And apparently like some of his clients were like a little bit shady, like had gotten in trouble before some Hmm. stuff. And so one, one person said they saw him and like one of his former clients arguing in like a parking garage. And they thought maybe that that former client was involved, hmm. like helping hide the body because maybe he did that because Perry knew about things that I don't know. That just Perry seemed to be like involved in this shady world. Yeah, like he had this a little bit of a double life, and he was a little bit of a creep for the letters. Yeah, that was weird. Did you ever watch Better Call Saul? Okay, so I started it, and then when I saw, and I didn't get very far into season one, and then when I saw that Walter White and Jesse are coming mm-hmm. back for season four, I was like, oh, I gotta watch it. So I've started watching it again, but haven't, like, I don't think I've finished season one yet, but I, you yeah. Yeah, it just makes me think of, um, like, corrupt lawyers. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, Have you watched it? Yeah. Yeah. I loved, um... Yeah, I've lo- I loved uh, Breaking Bad. I watched it, like, twice. Yeah, it's more of, like, a slow burn, mm-hmm. I guess, than Breaking Bad. Like, it's not quite as dramatic. Yeah. Um, but it's really good. That's where we named our cat Walter White, if you're wondering where Walter comes from. I thought Walter came from something else. No, it's Walter White. Oh. From, well, yeah, from uh, Brian Craxton or whatever his name is. Cranston. Cranston, Yeah, Cranston. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so I love anything that they're in. I watched the, like, movie El Camino that they did as a follow-up. I watched that, too. Big fan. So trying to get back into that, maybe that's why I'm struggling is because maybe it's a little slow, but um, I like it. I do like it. It's just I'm dragging a little bit. Yeah. So. But anyways. All right. Well, my case is the case of Summer Wells, who is to this day still missing. Uh, She disappeared on June 15th, 2021 from her home in Rogersville, Tennessee, which is East Tennessee, like a little bit northeast of Knoxville. So she was five years old at the time and she was home planting flowers in her yard with her mom, Candace Bly, and her grandma. And her three brothers were inside. They were a few years older than her now. I think we looked this up yesterday. They're 12, Mm -hmm. 11, or 11, 10, and 9, or 12, 11, and 9. Um, And she had finished up outside and had gone inside and went down into their basement where their playroom was. And Summer's mom, Candace, said that about two minutes later, she came inside and the boys said, oh, Summer is downstairs. So she went down to the basement and Summer was gone. And there was a like basement door, back door that led outside that the boys often kept unlocked that Candace thinks Summer escaped from or was taken from. So... Summer's dad, Donald Wells, was at work at the time, but he was the one to call 911 
Um, we talked about this yesterday that yeah. I felt like that was a little bit weird. Weird. I would think the mother, like, immediately, as soon as you realize your kid is missing, you would call 911. But I was thinking, too, like, if she's panicking and she calls her husband because she's, like, you know, you don't know what you're, you're going to do, right. how you're going to react. So maybe she's panicking, calls her husband, and she's, like, inconsolable. And so he yeah. does it. That was, yeah. I kind of thought about that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but Donald's theory from the start is that someone took her from the basement. Um, he doesn't think that she like wandered out on her own. And he first says that he thinks someone grabbed her and covered her mouth while taking her because he said that, quote, our neighbor heard a scream, a really funny scream. He thinks that... The person took her down the dirt road that led away from their home and left with her in a car. But to this day, there's no evidence to support an abduction. And there's been no confirmation of a funny scream heard by a Also, like, did the fam- like, did the mom and the brothers confirm the, the funny no. scream? Okay. No. No. Yeah, so it sounds like he's just talking. Yeah, just and nonsense. I mean, if there are three boys were home and mom and grandma were not that far and it was only from like one level away and it was not Mm -hmm. a big home like someone else should have heard that yeah that's just kind of a random point I feel like that was made yeah um so there's like a handful of kind of weird facts that people are pointing to that seem a little suspicious depending on who you think is involved in this. Um, One thing is that Summer's hair, her head was shaved and her dad said it was because she was a tomboy and wanted to be like her dad and her brothers who had short shaved hair, which I think is totally fine. I mean, whatever. That's not that suspicious to me. No. Um. And six weeks after Summer's disappearance in July, her three brothers were removed from their home by Child Protective Services. And the reason for this was never given by authorities, but their dad, Donald, said that it was because their house had become a dangerous place. He said he and Candace were receiving threats and he was drinking heavily, which he was known to be um, a heavy drinker in mm-hmm. 2020. He was arrested for domestic assault and possession of a handgun while under the influence. And that was in conjunct- conjunction uh, with a fight that he had with Candace at the time. And he was also arrested for a DUI in November of 2021, so after she disappeared. Donald also said... Um, that he believed Summer was dead and he she would never come back home, which we also touched on this kind of yeah. like you would think that as a parent you would hold out hope and you would say, you know, we still believe, we have to believe that one day she'll come back. And she's yeah, and two, there. yeah, they'll do like the things on the on like when they do interviews of like, if you're out there, I mean, maybe because she was young, I don't know, but... How quickly after she went missing did he make that statement? Do you know? It was like a few months. Okay. Yeah, so that's pretty soon. Like we talked about this where Janet's parents like didn't file her um, 
officially dead until 2000, which was like four years later. So, yeah, you know, they never like gave up hope. And so it was just strange that he was so easy to be like, yeah, she's probably dead. Right, right. Um, Candace and Donald also started a YouTube channel and I looked and tried to find this channel and I don't know if it's been taken down or if it's just that hard to find, but I didn't see it. Um, Mm. and they've also appeared on Dr. Phil and Candace, like, I guess, stormed off the stage, um, on this episode. And again, I mean, I can see if she felt like she was being like wrongfully accused or like the questions were too much or something I could see. Yeah. It almost seems like they're like, um, chasing like the clout of their daughter being missing. Right. Yes. They are. They like the attention attention mm-hmm. it's kind of strange and another thing that i forgot to mention yesterday um Kate, er, summer's aunt rosemary mm-hmm. bly vanished from what? wisconsin in 2009 and her car was found like 30 minutes from her home but she has never been seen so, I mean, the, it may or may not be related because they don't know what happened to either her aunt or Summer. So, like, they can't really say. And whose sibling is that? It's Candace's sister. Okay, okay. Her okay. mom's sister. Okay. Weird. So, yeah. Very weird stuff happening. Yeah, family. like, how many families have, like, two, two people missing? missing people. I know. And, like, the intermediate family. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's odd. So... There, despite like the fact that there's been really no answers, there's been like so many searches and they've had like thousands of people and like teams trying to search. There's been helicopters, airplanes, cadaver and search dogs and search and rescue teams on the case. But there, if you look up their house, I was looking at pictures and it's like a house in like this circle of like woods. So there's like a gravel or like dirt, like circle around the house that I guess is like a driveway and like a little bit of grass, but right surrounding like that circle, it's like just really tall trees and woods and stuff. So <laughs> they said that the, that terrain made it really difficult to search. And I guess they had a dog that like carried the scent like kind of down into the woods and then lost it which is I mean that's not surprising uh, but it's just made it really really hard for them to figure out what happened mm-hmm. um, and also because there's really no evidence that she's been abducted police say that it's possible that she wandered off and got lost in those woods and we talked about yesterday, like possibility of like an animal or something getting mm-hmm. to her. And I just don't know because Candace said that it was only two minutes had passed before she went in to look for Summer in the basement. And I think, you know, a five-year-old, how far can they get in two minutes? But maybe it was 15 minutes. Like, I don't know. Um, yeah, like her deception of time is not correct. Right. Um And so in February of this year, Summer would have turned six um, and the Amber Alert like updated for her age is age six years old, sex female, race white, hair blonde, 
although shaved at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, eyes blue, height three feet, weight 40 pounds, missing from Rogersville, Tennessee, and missing since June 15th, 2021. So I guess, okay, so she could have wandered off, but like, we, you know, you and I talked about this yesterday. Like, we, we doubt that if it was so hard to search that area that someone could have come in and gotten her. Like if it was that much terrain, like, right. Like, like how, how would fast, someone, how fast if her mom and, and her grandma and her three brothers were home. Mm-hmm. Like how did someone get in, even though it was the basement, how did someone mm-hmm. get like approach the house and like get out with her with no one knowing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's like that scenario, which doesn't really make sense to either of us and then I feel like the scenario of her wandering off and maybe getting eaten by something makes a little more sense to me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then especially since they say there's like no um signs of abduction uh, abduction Mm -hmm. and then also I guess the last one is like okay the parents sound like they kind of have some issues so Mm -hmm. you know did did the mom maybe get mad punishing her or whatever, accidentally kill her, calls the husband, and then, like, they kind of go from there. But I feel like it would be hard for the boys. I don't know. Maybe the – I don't know. Maybe the boys really didn't witness anything or don't know anything. But I feel like those are, like, the two more likely scenarios. Of, yeah, I don't feel like she was abducted. No. Um. And I mean, she hasn't been seen, and that doesn't mean that whoever abducted her, like, didn't dispose mm-hmm. of her, but, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. Well, and you know, too, there's always the case of, like, Elizabeth Smart, who was abducted from her house yeah. and, like, not far from her parents' house at all, and they yeah. searched and everything. But I doubt we have another Elizabeth Smart case. Yeah. That was both of our, like, biggest fears when we were... Oh, God. Little. (laughs) Oh, my God. Terrifying. Yeah, Yeah. I feel like I used to hear people, like, outside my window all the time. It was just... But then again, I continued to consume this type of content, so it's just a vicious cycle. I know. I would, like, stare at my window to fall asleep. (laughs) Although, as an adult, I don't worry too much anymore about being abducted from my house with a hundred and... How many pound dog he is, but I get more worried. Like I guess, uh, like out, like in like parking lots and stuff. Like I'm always mm-hmm. looking in my back seat, and um, yeah. So the fear is still there. It's just moved Different. to yeah scenario. But yeah. um, yeah. Well, and my sources were wjhl.com, which is the Johnson City News and the U.S. Sun. Hopefully we'll have an update on one of these cases. That would be really cool to have something. Unfortunately, I feel like both of our cases will not end in a happy ending. Obviously more for Janet than for Summer, Mm -hmm. but still, um, I don't know how long can a five-year-old be missing. And I don't know, just doesn't make sense. Yeah. We also talked about too, yesterday, we talked about how we felt like there were se- we felt like we saw in the news there were several cases of children going missing and we mentioned how one case we saw recently where 
it was a dad who abducted the son where I think the custody, there was like custody issues and the mom and her brother got, um, and you said that these people were from Hendersonville. So you kind of were watching it more like real life, I guess, or, or yeah, real time. I, I'm trying to look up the name, um, but on Facebook, when this boy went missing, um, a lot of my Facebook friends or contacts um, were posting, you know, like, be on the lookout. And mm-hmm. I think I have some people who were friends with his mother and went to school gotcha. with his mom. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I guess they ended up changing a rule where now they'll do Amber Alerts for children abducted by parents which I feel like is good you know um especially for their case that could have I feel like helped them a lot in the beginning because he was missing I think for a little while like yeah I'm trying to find why can't I think of his name yeah but um so yeah we've we've seen a couple of uh stories like that unfortunately here in Tennessee it's like I don't know if that's maybe a common thing but it just seemed like it was happening a lot Mm -hmm. here on the local news um but yeah I I hope I hope somebody gets answers and justice for summer and Noah Claire okay Noah yes yeah that was him um but yeah so that's all we got for our cases today and we'll be back with our normal in search of once we figure out a theme and you know we'll we'll figure it out we, we'll probably get it done at the last minute like we're doing today but hey that's what happens when you work full time and you have a, a hobby on the side that you're trying to turn into a job which yeah, we're trying at to like reverse three, the yeah yeah we're like three dollars now so we're big time yeah yeah, we're moving on up, y'all. Before you know it, we'll be hanging out with Britt and Ashley. Going on tour. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. I cannot imagine us on tour. That would be the most boring show. Literally us just, like, sitting. Literally, okay, if we had a tour, we would need, like, a couch and, like, a like a very comfortable, like, because we're always, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm currently in my bed. You're currently on your couch. So, yeah, mm-hmm. we would. Everyone could come, like, in their comfy clothes. It would be super chill. It would be like a sleepover. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, bye, Sam. Bye, Ashton.